Good evening, dear listeners. Oh, well, evening, morning, um, afternoon. Um, you know, daylight saving time. Whatever time it is you, you wish to enjoy this podcast. Um, it is Do You Expect Sport Country Time, and um, it is with it's a, it's a sad one. It's um, because obviously we're recording on the day that uh, Sir Sean Connery has passed away. Uh, so uh, as as we did with um, Roger, uh, we thought we'd do a a, 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 a an on true uh, commentary on um, on Doctor No. So which which is which is probably you know Steve that or Thunderball. That's the thing I I've I've all because that's what we're aiming for, wasn't it? Really. Um, yeah, I mean the, the the slightly morbid aspect of the conversations we've had behind the scenes over the years is let's hold back a good Sean Connery one. Yeah, because he was starting to look frail in recent years. It really hit home when Roger died. Roger was getting on for three years older than Sean's, and Sean didn't actually look as vital in the last few years of his life as Roger mm. did in the last few years of his. So we were always aware this day could come, and so. We've held back Doctor No because it's where it all started. It's a personal favourite of mine. But we also held back Thunderball to give us a bit of a choice, just because Thunderball was, at least at the box office, his biggest. Um, so there was just a little bit of a thought that, like, let's yeah. hold them back. Eventually, had he not passed, we'd have used them up and possibly held back the one we're going to cover tonight. But yeah. um, obviously there comes a point when, you know... There are bonds already that we've done all of their films, so if they passed away unexpectedly, we'd have to cover something else they were in. Um, but but we yeah we we this was somewhat deliberate because we were aware that there was a, a strong possibility of this. And oddly yeah, enough, kind of knew, knew it was going to come, but we weren't quite sure when. I mean, I mean, yeah, I mean, to be honest, I was actually we, we we were kind of anticipating it a little bit, so that, like it's uh, ninety, you know how was failing and you kind of thought oh you know it's one of those sad things you kind of think oh it's, it's going to happen at some point bless him yeah but I, I must admit when I, when it flashed up on my phone today I was a bit surprised I was like oh fucking really yeah I could be surprised know, as well but, but, today's turned out to be a pretty crap day yeah but... um, in, in terms of I think yeah, whatever, we, everything that's been going on yeah. recently um, it just seems to uh, be a bit like lockdown mark to another measures yeah um, I thought it was um I mean, we saw they released a photo of him with certainly Jason, his son. I can't. I don't know who the lady the other side was. I don't know if that's like daughter-in-law or whatever. On his 89th birthday, and he he just didn't quite. He just didn't look right. That I don't want to like get into purient guessing as to what was wrong with him. There's no need to do that. But then you'd see photos of him with carers, and I just thought, yeah, this man is weakening significantly. Yeah. When it came up today, um, it, it I was. In contrast to you two, I was remarkably unsurprised it just came up at breaking news uh, Sir Sean, and immediately I thought Sir Sean Connery, it's got to be, has mm, died yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, well here we go so I posted it immediately and then we immediately started trying to uh, make sure we were free tonight to do this, because this is outside of our normal schedule, uh, we were recording um, there's been Covid in the camp whether the the affected person wants to talk about it is entirely up to them but yeah, we've had yeah, Covid it was me. in the camp <laughs> Um, was that Chris? It was Chris. Oh dear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, but I wasn't. Good, I mean, good news over the worst of it. Yeah. On the no, mend. I mean, Hurrah. By, by definition, it wasn't me because I'm saying if the person wants to say, but the fact is, like, I don't want to like force you to talk about your health. But we've had COVID in the camp, so we were delayed 
recording Escape from the Planet of the Apes. We can't do this weekend coming now. So in other words, we were going to do, I think, Wednesday. We'll, and we'll probably still record that. The, the only downside to this is our 200th you know, episode jamboree will now be the fucking Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. <laughs> we can celebrate. <laughs> but there you go. Um, I look back today. Uh, so you know, the way time run, runs around, the Roger Moore tribute episode was episode 74. And this is 198, so we've done 124 episodes between the passing of the, the, the first two James Bond. We crazy. were saying, uh, we were just saying offline, myself and Becca, that, um, you know, just, just the way this has all come about, that when the last Bond film came out, and it's been a while, but when the last Bond film came out, when Daniel came into the role and stuff, all of the previous James Bonds were still alive, and we've now lost a third of them. Mm. Um, so... I don't think this one hit me as hard as Roger in some ways, but it feels bigger than Roger. There's something about Sean Connery as a as a film star and a and a screen presence. But he casts a longer shadow, doesn't it? I mean, that doesn't, I kind, does. doesn't kind of put you know Roger or anybody else into any sort of lesser you know lesser position. Um, they all cast different shadows. But I think with with Sean because he had longer career and he had you know so many iconic roles outside of Bond as well as, as well as everybody else did. But I, for me, he. Yeah has the bigger influence and you know who's the first kind of big screen bond as it were um rather than on the radio or small screen or other productions um and yeah for me we cast a longer shadow and he definitely set the mold for other bonds to come i think also you know you know this just like i think differences between the two men like roger moore is much more of a gentle like a gentler type of man you know he's, he's very much a gentleman he's very much more of a, a softer kind of like He's more of a charmer, wasn't he? Yeah, whereas mm. Sean is very solid. He's very there's an edge kind of... to Sean. Yeah. yeah, there was a bit of an edge um, there. And his screen presence was a lot more primal as well. Mm. There was more screen presence there in my view, although Roger Moore's voice was something special. Um, I was I was a little bit more saddened by Roger's passing because I was more attached to the man. But certainly we started as a Bond podcast and there's not a doubt in my mind that that we've actually lost James Bond tonight. We haven't lost someone who played James Bond. We've actually lost James Bond. Mm-hmm. You know, he, he made he, he made James Bond. James Bond didn't make him. Yeah. But also he's just a genuine movie star. I mean, beyond beyond Bond, I mean, he, he's proved mm. himself, you know, beyond series. Um, we were just like, so talking maybe like, had we'd have done all, all the Bond films by the time Sean would have passed. What other film might we done? We you know we I think we sort of last sort of banded, banded on the rock. Um, but funnily enough, how you need to do something he's in most of because the, the the natural thing that springs to mind for me is the Untouchables. But he's very much a supporting but role in it. I was actually and he think- dies part way through it. I was actually thinking about this. Um, f- oddly enough, well not so long ago. I think it was only like a few days ago, and and it, and it, and it occurred to me, Last Crusade. Should just, just you know should have done the last crusade. Yeah. It, it had that not had 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 that. I uh, mean, he's not in the first fifty minutes of it, but thereafter you can talk about your memories of him yeah. in that first fifty minutes, and then he arrives and is in the it, rest. It's it's a good watch. We all like it. Plus, also he's really actually good in it. He's generally fantastic. He he, he doesn't just do a typical Sean Connery performance as well. It's it's a bit more comedic and light hearted, and um, it's it's not really like the characters he's he's done before, but he's really good at it. So um, yeah. it's that the, the, there's 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 lot yeah. there's lots of sort of like to to get to get into that, but um, but now... very, very sad when you think of the passage of time as well, because it, it mm. just doesn't that the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen doesn't really feel that long ago. I mean, it is it's seventeen years ago. Yeah, now. but I mean that came out and he was still sort of fairly primal leading man. Yeah, 
and the last few years he, he has just looked terribly terribly frail um entrapment as well that was like that was that was a that was a bit of a hit in 99 it was it? yeah 99 and, and and loads i mean uh, how much some of those films have stood the test of time i don't know but it was he was a solid film star for a lot of years mm. um and it, and it, you know it, it, there's almost two sean connery's in most people's mind there's the sort of you know gray beard and the sort of wig and there's james bond and they're two very distinct phases of his career in terms of his fame although uh, you could argue a lot of his, his his best films are actually some of the weaker performers in the late 70s and stuff mm. but um I, I, you know, it, it, the sort of first feeling of him sort of coming back into prominence was like Outland, and then he did sort of In the Name of the Rose, and then Highlander. Um, but again, a lot of those films he's not in a lot. You know, he's 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 very much a supporting role. But I always really really liked him as a screen presence. Um, yeah, he was always magnetic, and in, in whatever he was in, even if it, you know, might have been a Duff film or perhaps one of his earlier roles, he was still, you know, he's still very much drawn to him as a performer. Absolutely. So, um, we, I think, what we're doing is that tonight because it's it's the birth of a, a franchise, and I think. Birth of Musa. It, 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 it could almost be that every Bond after him was better than him, which mm. I don't think they are, by the way. But he would still be James Bond. You know, mm. he was there first, and and of course he did. A lot of the um, he did sort of a lot of the Fleming books. The irony of, of the you know the golden age of Bond is that my favourite of them is the one he's not in, the sixties ones on Her Majesty's Secret Service. But there's no doubt when I think James Bond, he probably does come to mind first still. And as much as you get largely men who aren't into men who will say, "Oh, Daniel Craig's quite ugly and stuff." Actually, Daniel Craig's the closest we've had to him because he's quite f- primal. He's quite fierce. He's got really strong. St- screen presence and women utterly love him um daniel craig's actually the closest we've had to connery people always liken him to dalton but he's actually closer to connery for me he's he's the bond i can imagine walking around his room looking for bugs yeah Mm. definitely um more than any of the rest of them and he's he's got a harder edge to him that's always the flaw with calling dalton the literary bond for me i think he's slightly too nice to be the literary bond craig's got more of a i'm not sure i'd like you do you know what I mean about him? And the literary bond has that. Mm. Yeah. yeah he's, but, he's kind um, of got that edge to him as well, hasn't Connery he? Connery really had it. I don't want to get it. We're, we're paying tribute to him tonight, so I don't want to get into some of the more unsavoury suggestions about his personal life and stuff. But there are scandals he's been involved with that don't surprise me, if you like. There's a very hard edge to the man. And he, and he wouldn't suffer any fools. And when you read the literary bond, that it, it really is Connery. There might be a slight discrepancy in the physical description, but I I see Connery much, much more than I ever see like a Dalton. Yeah, definitely. I think when you sort of when you go back to reading Fleming, you you know, if you can't imagine who be Carmichael or whoever it is, is meant to look like, um, I think uh, you know the majority of people probably would, you know, if it's not something like Dalton or that kind of figure, um, it would definitely be Connery. I would, you know, I would say the same as well. Kind of got that kind of. That's the kind of the image that, that conjures up whenever I go back and read, you know, the, certainly the Fleming, Fleming had, for sure. Had uh, Fleming written and then he, he uh, worked on his Buffon before heading to the <laughs> casino, maybe I'd picture... Buffon Bond. Perhaps, perhaps I'd picture Dalton. Maybe when, uh, when you come to read, like, John Gardner in the, in the 80s, then you can kind of picture Tim and maybe Pierce. Yeah. See, Pierce, Pierce is too effeminate for me. He just is. I, I, even if you like his Bond, I can't imagine him 
there's just no edge to him, no harshness to him. No, oh, I love Bros. And I, I just like any fight. I just think he'd get the shit kicked out of him by anyone he ever had a fight with. Um, so I can't, I because can't I see him a little bond. Bit. Whereas, <laughs> whereas um, Connery's bond is just like you can imagine him, you know, walking into a room and just roughly taking whichever woman he wanted. Yeah, literally. There's such a, there's such a primal edge to him. Whereas, like animal magnetism, Brosnan would probably dog. just, you know, serve them a drink. <laughs> The wine, would chat them up and charm them, and then the wine waiter of the, the wine waiter of the former bonds. Oh, that's <laughs> anyway, moving on. The anyway, show. back to we're he gave a good paint tonight. face. Anyway, yeah, he, yeah, he did a good paint face. <laughs> yeah, how's how's your drink? <laughs> Not good. Let's go into some wondrous territory there. Um, yeah, I mean, they've all got something to recommend, though. I might not be a Brosnan fan, but I get why some people are, and I, they, they've all got some, they've all got, they, they, they've all got something to recommend. Them. <laughs> but I, I think of Bond as extremely alpha male at all times, and yeah, that's, I think that's just what encapsulates it for, that, that's, for Dalton had that. Uh, Dalton had it to a degree. Uh, Craig really has it, and He's Connery really, really had it, and it's something you know. Brosnan uh, probably Lazenby had it as well. Um, Anyway, so Chris, so nice let's uh, let's let's uh, click on in the shame mission. Let's get this party started. Okay. Can you count us in? On on three. <clears throat> uh, one, two, and three. Uh, away we go. So apologies, listeners, as as you've uh, probably picked up, um, I'm just recovering from uh, from uh, having the old COVID. You know, the top topic of the day. Uh, so that's if my voice goes a little bit funny. You, that's why. Or if I cough or something. Plus it's big girly grief. <laughs> <laughs> why do you think I have to kick its butt anyway? And you, you know, I, I, you can, I've never you understood. Why did they get Bob Simmons to do that? He looks nothing like Sean Connery. No, it's one of those <clears> things that you might not always notice until Blu-ray, until you watch you know, in high definition. Mm. You can think, hold on a minute, that's not the same man. <laughs> Do you think there's there's an alternate history where like the magician and bomb film is to open up with three blind mice? Yeah, Probably. every film. <laughs> oh dear, this is very psychedelic. This uh, this type of sequence. That's a very pop novel look as well. It is. <laughs> yeah, listening yeah, to the sound for the commentary is a little bit like. Would be a shock if Tarantino did a period film with this sort of thing on the front of it. He'd be all over it, wouldn't he? He would be all over it. All the colours going, everything. I think he, if he uh, was to do a Bond, it would be very much in this style. What an awful year for losing Bond people it's been. I know, so we've had... Dino Rig. Mm. On a um, uh, Michael Lonsdale. Michael Lonsdale, of course. When was, um, um, when was Domino? Was that this year? Or was that just last oh, year? Oh, God, yeah. Well, yeah, well... Um, uh, Lon Sutton as well from Living That Die, thought she passed away in the yeah. week. Very sad. Yeah. Um, also in Space 1999. Yeah. And Doctor Who, I think. So Terry mm-hmm. Bamber, if you're listening, go easy on the fucking Malibu. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Terry Bamber, we must preserve you. You're an industry great. Don't mm. copy just yet, thank you. Yeah. Peter Hunt's dead, obviously, although he's been dead a long time. Yeah, he passed away a while ago. So. Yeah, enough. I think this, you know, had a rough couple of years for losing, you know, celebrities, but this year... Seems to no, especially designed uh, by Maurice Bender. Yeah. yeah, it's iconic. Yeah, although he didn't do the next two, he didn't come back <clears> to <throat> Thunderbolt. Robert Brown John did the next two. 
Is that why they're slightly more interesting? There's actually some creativity in there. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Dink died. Of course, yes. The golden girl herself, Margaret Nolan. Dink, Margaret Nolan, yes, forgot about Dink, unfortunately. That was only a week or so ago. Very sad. Yeah, all the golden girls. Not the golden girls, but. Girls of Goldfinger. Shirley Eaton's still alive, isn't she? I don't mention. Yeah, I think so. She's still going. Ta- Tanya's dead. Her sister's dead. Whatever she Tanya was. Tanya Mallet passed away, yeah. yeah. Tilly, yeah, Tilly Maston, Tanya Mallet, yeah. She passed away. I think that was this year as well. It's been a bad year. Yeah. This, to me, is the best looking Bond film till Thunderball. I think it's part they, of the they location. Good, they? It looks so clean. I do feel. I think Goldfinger will stick in my mind. Um, well, definitely, yeah. definitely these first three films will stick in my mind on Blu-ray because, like, for example, I think For Much of Love and Goldfinger are probably the first ones that I saw in in the high definition. Yeah. Um, and I just thought, you know, it looks like new. It could be like a period piece. Yeah. Yeah. Now, this might be on any of the GBR quizzes, so I must pay attention <laughs> to how they play cards. But I still won't be able to answer the question. <laughs> Yeah, well, I fancy I know my Bond, but those quizzes can be quite hardcore. Yeah, they're really hardcore, but it's, it's fun, though. So, And yeah. it's, I mean, like doing these commentaries and, and doing the podcast. I normally do okay. Yeah. It gives me some, you know, comfort I know a fair bit, because I do get quite... Yeah, you're, you're quite good. Stuff, but, like, not a lot. Of, a lot of it, I don't. <clears throat> I think they do... It, it is, it is a challenge, so it must be quite a challenge to, to set it yeah. as well, to kind of pick up on the detail. This is quite an abrupt, uh, sort of action-packed start for a 1962 mm. film. It is quite shocking. Yeah. Selecting somebody that you might follow for the rest of the film, suddenly gets brutally shut down. Yeah. And actually, I know it doesn't look wildly realistic, but you actually see her blood as well. Mm, yeah. You do. It's a little bit too... Yeah, for early 60s quiet. audience, that must have been quite shocking. Uh, shocking. It has a bit of a horror aspect to it as well, because it's like quite... No, but the supernatural element. Well, not supernatural, just into into in terms of it's uh, quite abrupt and the you know, way she screams, it's sort of a bit of a terror. That's what you mean. Yeah, it's like home invasion kind of feel to it. Yeah. As well. Three, two, one. Bit of tension. That's the way it cuts to each one as well. Mm. That's quite an effective way. I'm not convinced they're blind, you know. <laughs> They're not really, they're not really mice, you know. There cannot be many. I mean, cause Sean's passed away now at a very good age, and he was thirty-one filming this. For most of filming, anyway. So you think, well, most people involved with this must have passed by now. Hmm. No, we lost Joseph Wiseman recently. Da, 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 da. Yeah, this is like an Austin Powers or Spice Booth. You would hear like. Yeah. <laughs> I love the simplicity of the sets. I quite like this set. The, the, the wild sixties fashion. And there's not heating. Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, Elizabeth <laughs> Taylor double. Excuse Those me. booths look very uh, con, con, um, modern uh, <laughs> with today's <laughs> Uh, Doctor Noob, no, revolutionised <laughs> revolutionised by bringing them into the modern era. <laughs> Pointing very high. Yeah, but you're forgetting big roundy seventies boobs, Chris. They 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 sort of went backwards again before they oh, came forward. I was on about the screens putting up. <laughs> the screens are relevant now. Yeah, the screens in between people. 
I've seen their social There's no point just walking around them. Hello, not Buddy Holly here. <laughs> yes, but not Buddy Holly. I see their social That's distancing. I thought, I thought, that can't be Buddy Holly. And then obviously later on we see Dr. No in a hazmat suit, so he was doing it right all along. Bob, what if you get what if was COVID inside suit? Oh, that's true, then you're buggered. And there's uh, not Adam West. No, not, uh, no, not Adam. All these people got not people in it. That was his moment, his one line, five minutes of fame. This set is, you know, those aren't windows. This is a completely constructed set, and it was really, really cheap as well. Mm. And they've done but a phenomenal it, it, it job. Looks it. Right. it still looks I good, think though. It, I think it looks really good. Yeah. Even though it's quite obviously like soundstage, but it still looks cool. Iconic scene. And um, if you read the books, obviously Baccarat gets explained, and it's a really simple game. Um, I don't think it's ever really been explained in the films, but it's very, very straightforward. I think that's probably why it was so popular. Mm. Yeah. Basically, the uh, picture cards don't, don't count, and you only take the number on the right. So basically, he's just shown a, a picture card and an eight, which means he's got eight, and you need eight or nine. So that's a nine. Yep. <sighs> See, if she hadn't said Trench, Sylvia Trench... We wouldn't have had one James Bond. I know, you wouldn't have said that for the rest of the series. That's Imagine got to be the... like... Hello, love! Oh, the series because that's what she said yeah, call me, call me Jim yeah. call me yeah. Jim love call uh, me Jim I'm still fancy a punk up <laughs> I mean it, it, it is one of those things that, that constantly gets said but it is yeah. true that that moment is fucking iconic there's only one screen entrance that matches it and it's Darth Vader's in the first Star Wars film <clears throat> I was going to say it's, it's probably one of the most iconic moments not even not just in Bond but in like cinema as a whole it's and kind of, of up course, there with like Casablanca or Star Wars, indeed. Or, of course, Norman Wisdom in the early bird, where he played a Wilson. We already had 10 streets, Mr. Grimsdale. <laughs> Sorry. Didn't Eunice Gason die fairly recently as well? She did. This is getting depressing. I don't know. I'm just wondering if Sean Connery had a radioactive penis or something. <laughs> Calling all his one ladies to him. Come on. Yeah, I was mid afternoon. I had quite a graphic thought about what Sean Connery's getting up to in the in the afterlife right now. <laughs> Roger was there as well. <laughs> There's one big orgy. Um, I, I just think I, I quite well, like, on, a, um... on a black man. I say on a black man had a smile on her face. Her mouth was full, but I, I think she'd have, I, she would have been smi- she would have been smiling otherwise. <laughs> I love what. Um, no, I, I like sort of off topic. I like sort of Daniel Craig's tribute as well. Just saying, obviously, you know, there's a, a golf course um, in the Great Beyond, as it were. So I can imagine. Wow, well, yeah. I mean, he's he's not going to say, I hope he's having an orgy with Roger Moore. <laughs> so conversely, <laughs> this kind of. Uh interplay with the secretaries hasn't uh, dated at all. No, it's not sexist in any way, shape or form. 
See, now this is an emergency. He's been <clears> called in at about three o'clock in the morning, which is better than the book, because the book he's called in at like tea time or something. This has the sort of feel of emergency and a bit of sort of a man about town as well, because mm. like, he's out gambling and stuff. Um, I don't know why they've called Money Penny, and it seems a bit harsh. Oh, oh she, she hasn't got anything like, better to do. She, she said, "Oh, well, she we'll be here. There. Let's go." She sleeps there basically. Does she? Well, no, that, 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 that's that's basically it. She's always in the office. Double door. Take note, fucking Eon. <laughs> yes, do it right. Do it right. I think that's got to be like a big requisite <clears throat> for the next film. Like you must see Bond in a tux. You must see. Or commander outfit. You must see double you're doors. Very, you must you see. You very rarely see him outside, out of a tux. Um, I mean, there's very few films without. No. You're, you're or only or twice. Commander, you know. Not many. Jamaica went off the edge. I love Bernard Lee. I think we should make this a tribute to Bernard Lee. Forget Sean Connery. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should just do a tribute to these great, great, you know, great men. So. Was that was Frankways on something special? Well, his secretary once in a while. <laughs> Secretary, something special. Yeah, to the great people of Bond who we've lost along the way. Bernard Lee's never been matched. Bond kind of loves him in the books as well. You know, kind of respects him. So yeah, you can, you can feel that that relationship is palpable, isn't it? Yeah. Well, well, apparently, like um, it, uh, their relationship like toughens up in uh, golfing because uh, that's that they decided to sort of. Oh, you're going to queue. <clears throat> oh, is it not? It's not them as well. Like, it seems to be with a more, Q, they, uh, a bit more like... Guy Hamilton had a chat with um, <clears throat> Robert, uh, Robert Llewellyn? No, not Crichton. Can you imagine Crichton as Q? No. Um, Desmond Llewellyn. And he said, how would your character feel about Bond? And he's like, well, I'd respect him. And he said, well, no, he's taking your stuff out and trashing it. Put a bit mm-hmm. more edge into it. Um, but yeah, you do get in gold, Goldfinger. This isn't a personal vendetta, 007. Yeah. It's personal now. <laughs> I saw her tits briefly. It's love. <laughs> that makes it personal. Yeah, that that is a trope, though. It is a trope. Yeah, so, a bit of a trope. This is personal now. But then Bond's always strange, oddly loyal, isn't he? Really, like with the minor minor of relationships, you know. Yeah. No. Like um, like Saunders, like sort of. Fucking did not get on at all, and yeah. had, had, had one but, brief but moment. Saunders of... was Saunders must have been really good in bed, Chris. <laughs> must be it. My bottom is only available on a need-to-know basis. <laughs> There's a really awkward edit in this because he says something about um, MI6 dropping casualties. He said MI7 originally, and he. It gets it's had an awkward dub on some prints. Of course, MI6 did not officially exist at this point. You know, it was always denied. Hmm. It's a uh, Q kind of. Yeah, major Bouvroid. Yeah. And he would have been in the next film, but there was a clash or something. Mm. They didn't. So they didn't so yeah. It would have been completely different, then, wouldn't it? It just, you know, going yeah. forward. Yeah. Come back alive. Oh, no, that's <laughs> <laughs> Come back alive. Oh, that was... 
come back dead. Oh my god. It was spellbinding that scene. She was no nonsense. She handed it ass to him, and as he walked out the door, she's like, Oh, come back alive. Come back alive. No. But that, no. For me, it feels like it's one of those moments that was made for the trailer. It just happened to be in the film. Yeah. Um, but it was one of those ones made specifically for the trailer. And it's just You've like, just told him off. Don't finger yourself now, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Although, I wonder what the gross of Goldeneye would have been like if it had been rumoured. She was going to finger herself. <laughs> You'd have Double. to know, wouldn't you? Right, with, with the subtitles, it just says speaking but Italian. Maybe why what... does it not say just ciao? Maybe that's why um, is that I was actually called Goldeneye. Yeah. yeah, probably. Uh, Chris always thought this was a hotel. This is his Chelsea apartment. This is Chelsea flat. How many other times do we see his flat in the film? Live and, live and let die, Spectre. Right. Fingers crossed we might see... In the new film, I don't know. It's unlikely. Why do you want to see him having a bowl of cocoa pops or something? Yeah, I'd do it. That would be. See if he's moved house. See what he's up to these days. It would be scrambled. Eggs. I'm quite newsy. Yeah. Oh. You can tell he's wealthy because he's got a TV. Yeah. Whether it's colour or not, we don't know. I mean, what a world where you just like, like, you know, random women just like. In your flat. Yeah, security's not very good, is it? You wouldn't want it to be, would you? No, but then this is the 60s. Yeah. The only thing that bothers me about her is the way she does lift an eyebrow. It always looks really odd. <laughs> she does it in the casino, and, and you are? It's just like... Channeling Saroj. Yeah. Before Saroj. She does look great, though. She's like a great, like, Bond girl, I think. I think her hands are a bit awkward here. I'm like, come on, just embrace her. Sean, come on. You can do it. Yeah. They needed you there to coach him. <laughs> Show him how it's done. You could have been there as an intimacy coach. <clears throat> intimacy coach. Yeah. Oh, Sean, you can do it. Good luck, young man. I think you meant to. I think you meant to give specific advice, not just egg them on. Not just egg them. Move into it closely. You don't hire an intimacy coach just to go get in there, oh, ass, man. Just for them pumping your arm. Pumping. One of pumping, you say. Words. Hmm. That licking the bulb thing's weird as well. Oh, rude. Was a bit. This guy couldn't look more shifty. Yeah, no, he's clearly not from Government House. What is it? Is it just the fact that he's a suit's bit creased and he looks a bit sweaty? Bit creased, bit oversized, bit sweaty. But he's not stood up very straight either. No, he's not stood straight. He just looks shifty. Jack Lloyd looks so cool. Oh my gosh. He looks so cool. Yeah, yeah. I do wonder how we'd feel about the Felix character if we'd had a bit more continuity. He's not in the next film, and in the film after that, he's played by much, much older. Yeah, we get somebody else. Yeah, someone who's completely more forgettable. Yeah, C. Slender. Although I think that was the first Felix I saw, so it was a bit odd when I saw Jack Lord. But yeah, definitely Jack Lord is much, much more like the literary. Yeah, he's like literary Felix, isn't he? More so... or less, he's he's blonde and blonde and Texan, basically. Matthew McConaughey wouldn't be a bad shot. Oh my god! I'm not saying. I'm, I'm so glad that we've got Jeffrey Wright. 
back in no time to die. Yeah. Then we've got a little bit of continuity Felix. Yeah, I bet after all this he's killed in about 90 fucking seconds. I hope not. <laughs> oh god, can't take much more. And, and Bond is like, it's personal now! It's personal now for the next person. Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose it's a go for a new Bond, they'll have to get yeah. a new Felix, won't they? So. You know, the next Bond film, whenever that is going to be, um, it's probably going to be like another reboot anyway. Yeah. Doctor so. No, two. No. Doctor New 2, Operation <laughs> Miami Beach. Well, what else? If they don't do the continuation novels, what else can they do? You know, Are well, they going to start remaking been, the other films? Or... Well, they've been doing for years, just writing original plots. I hope so. <laughs> These cars look amazing, oh my gosh. This, I mean, whatever you might say, this film just looks fabulous. It's the shit. Quite literally. Yes. Looks good. That's really lame following. It's so obvious. <laughs> it was the 60s. Can you lose them? I think so. And then just like start steering a bit. <laughs> yeah. That's like the Playboys, isn't it? The... They just turn, it turns the steering wheel one way slightly, one way the other way slightly, and then the whole thing, it goes off a cliff. Well done. Well done, Chip. I wonder why hats went out of fashion. Like, almost all of a sudden. Everyone wore hats, then, like, no one wore hats. It's like in that Monty Python movie. Um, I want to say The Meaning of Life. One of the, I think it's the Crimson Permanent Assurance thing. It's like, hats, people aren't wearing enough. That's really random. <laughs> That's really random. Everything's gone person. quiet. Can you hear me? Sorry? We can hear you. It's so sweaty. I mean, I know it's a hot climate, to be fair, but... No dicking around with this Bond, though. Look at the expression no. on his face. Oof. Yeah, we're about to have the sort of really weird edit where he throws the punch with one hand and lands it with the other. Yeah, it's a bit weird. But he means business. Yeah, he does. Well acted, though. We're going to see some uh, fast forward. Quick, I'm quick. speeding up. It's not as bad in this film as some. Here we go. Catch. Throw him over. Oh, there very quickly. Oh. And here we go. Right hand, land to the left. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense. Yeah, well, Peter Hunt said he spotted it, but it just flowed better, so we just left it. Well, fair enough. It wasn't, it wasn't something they didn't spot. No. It wasn't a continuity oh, error. I cut it together from a couple of takes and it was like, oh, that works. Yeah. It feels a lot more natural as well. Cyanide cigarettes. Death <laughs> die for. Yeah. Although normally the, um, they didn't they used to have the sort of cyanide in like a broken tooth or something? Yeah. It's like if it's no good. Well, like some kind of like in pill form or something. Yeah, if you haven't got your cigarettes on, there's no point, is it? No. But that, that sounds really. Note to Spectre, please have better cyanide pills. That sounds really temperamental, doesn't it? You know, just sort of like yeah, you took it in, you having having a big bite, but it's a big crusty red. Ah, oh, shit. <laughs> yeah. See, what are they going to do with him? Because he obviously doesn't belong there. That's. I just think that's really weird. 
Yeah, you think you just throw them in a fucking bush or something? Well, yeah, I'm sorry, but... Roger Moore would have thrown him in a bush. Well, except that he would have been unable to stop laughing at the word bush for 20 minutes. <laughs> he would have given him a decent human burial. Decent Christian burial. I like this as well for some reason. It's the same in the next film. Bond turning up at like foreign embassies, offices, that sort of thing. I like it. Why? Do some investigating. Yeah, I think so. I don't know what it is, but I like it. The other thing is Sean Connery, although there have been... T- you know, most Bonds have been around his height. He's that height 60 years ago. So mm. um, he sort of towers over everybody. He's got such presence. You really notice it in From Russia With Love as well. Just everywhere he goes, he's noticeably quite a bit taller than everybody else. It's not been a flaw of the Daniel Craig era, but Daniel Craig is an outlier. I mean, when people say Tom Hardy and you go, he's too short, and they go, well, he's only an inch shorter than Daniel Craig. It's like, yeah, but Daniel Craig is himself an outlier, which is fair enough, you know. Mm. But I wouldn't expect anyone to be cast to his template again. No, the next one's going to be someone completely out there. Yeah. Well, yeah, I think I think it's the same in the book as well. Strangways is a bit like he's always uh, doing different things. He's he's into fishing one minute, cards the next, and mm. that sort of thing. He picks up different hobbies. Coral. When I saw this on the big screen a few years ago, uh, Quarrel's eyes are really yellow. And he died like three years later of cirrhosis. Massive, massive drink problem. Yeah, I wonder what I pick it up here. He is a bit Simon Cowell on the trousers, though, isn't he? <laughs> Well, you know, I think that's just how you wear them in those days, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 Maybe it was a style at the time. I don't know. Yeah. 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 No, it's absolutely fine. He... <laughs> but yeah, it definitely is a bit like, oh, high trousers. There are suits that look a little better. Past talking high trousers. So it's still a great era. This is, I just like this. I don't know if you'd want to be doing it in every single film, but I don't think we see it much after Lazenby at Pitts Gloria. Yeah. Now, I just think, like, you think, oh, I've got loads of hair, this, this won't be a problem. Sean, <laughs> <laughs> if only you knew what was what was on its way, buddy, you'd have left that where it was. <laughs> you feel this is proper, like, old-school spycraft? Yeah. You know, we, we, don't, we don't see any other Bond do this. It's a good job he's not already bald. I mean, I don't have any hair. I'd, I'd, have, I'd have to like. This is just like just before the toupee, so it's like oh, it's yeah, fine. I mean, if he was bald, like Chrome Dome, would he have to tear out a pube? <laughs> a short and curly. Yeah. 
It's not that bad. What we want you to do, Bond, is head down to one of the most beautiful, warm places in the world and sit around drinking with people. Yeah, all right then. <laughs> it's got a bit too much lipstick on there, Sean. <laughs> now, see, Anthony uh, Dawson was well, the body of Blofeld in the next film. There's not F.W. de Klerk. I remember Haphazard stuff doing like an analysis of shot length. Like the average shot in this film is 6.2 seconds. And by the time of Quantum of Solace, it's down to two, which is why it feels so fucking whip pan. What, two seconds for each shot? Bloody hell. As an average. And that bear in mind that that it includes scenes where they do sit and talk for a while and stuff. Do you think that makes it? Do you think that makes it makes the film feel longer? No, 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 I don't think this film feels particularly long at all. To be honest, in fact, it is it is around the two hour mark, slightly under. I think no, it isn't. It's um, I think it's about one fifty or something like that. It's relatively tight this film, but it's just it, I don't know. Just editing was a very different proposition in this era. I mean, as much as I like Doctor No, we're, we're through most of the best bits of the film already. I really just love the first act where he's called in and stuff like that. It's like walking around. Yeah. Yeah, but like I said to you before, part of me doesn't actually mm. care what happens in Bond films. It's just like, let's have him walk around nice places looking cool. Yeah. A bit of How's Your Father? Basically, cars, gunfire, and titties, and credits. Yeah. I mean, it's hard to really go wrong with it, really. No, exactly. You know, and, and try not to, like, accidentally put on a nylon safari suit. <laughs> And don't make Blofeld uh, your long lost you know, bro- half brother or whatever. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Particularly when the two of you are about 15 years apart in age. <laughs> Just everything revolves around this one yeah. minor spy from London, yeah. Especially when you've literally just introduced him <laughs> and you just sort of like, just cram everything in saying like oh yeah by the way it was yeah. all me that was Eon having no patience and no plan <clears throat> and I think a little bit I still think Barbara and Mike are a, are a little bit sort of in awe of fame and talent mm-hmm. and I think Mendes could have said anything and they'd have gone alright because it's Mendes we've got this Oscar winning director and he you know and he wants James Bond to like sit on the toilet and eat ice cream for two hours. Let's Mm. do that. Yeah, if you look, it should be visible Mm. to you. Just look how yellow Quarrel's eyes are. The whites of his eyes. 
This was a man who had a severe drink problem. Jack Lord's a bit wasted in this film, actually. I'm not quite sure what he really gives us. Apart from some rather feminine <laughs> 1970s Jackie Onassis style sunglasses. Yeah, I've never noticed that before. They are a bit overtly feminine, aren't they? They are. It's like he's borrowed his mum's cataracts glasses <laughs> for this scene because he's. He was in a rush. To... <laughs> he was in a rush. Thankfully, he remembered to put on his own clothes. I mean, this is definitely a movie thing that, don't, that, that I don't think happens in real life. Like, you know, with uh, secret agents from different agencies meeting together, but initially getting into a bit of a a scrap, and then, like, and then introduce each other via, via gunpoint, and then, like, you know, start shaking hands and all friendly. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly how it happens. <laughs> I can hear this music. I've, got, I've not got the sound on, but I can hear this. Mm-hmm. Can you, Becca? I'm very sorry, I was eating my dessert. <laughs> Not a euphemism, listeners. <laughs> what, what dessert are you eating? I was, I was eating a bit of pie. Hey, have you know, hairy, hairy I'm, pie. I'm getting into Christmas. Um, yeah, no, this is a film I can very much hear as well, um, <clears> even <throat> as we've got the sound off for um, just for the subtitles, just for the so we can do the commentary. Um, yeah. I can hear the dialogue, I can hear the music, yeah. hear the sound effects. And likewise, when we, when we come to the tarantula scene, I'll hear that do 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 do, and I'm just like, oh! So I'll still freak out, <laughs> regardless. Yeah. Basically, I'll try not all, to, but it'll all, all Bond has had to do is like go sightseeing and out drinking so far. Yeah, it's been to very beautiful places. And not bad, this is it. Well, in the 60s, obviously, this was so that, you know, you could travel the world for the price of a cinema ticket. You know, you probably might not, well, maybe in the 60s you might be able to, but perhaps you the world was just starting to open up in terms of like package holidays and things like that so you might go to Jamaica or see these exotic locations but if you're like a working class family then probably not so it's um it, it can't be underestimated what a um beneficial decision that's turned out to be because this could have been shot on sets black and white it could have looked like you know duty they could have made it on the Sparrow industrial estate and it still looked glamorous you know well, yeah, but they, they couldn't. That's exactly the point. They've actually put sprung the money for some locations and mm. decent quality film stock and that really? sort of thing. It, it wouldn't have been the same series if it had looked a bit kid in sync in mm. its first out. No. Out. Yeah, that was just starting as well, wasn't it? At this sort of time, sort of late 50s and 60s. Um, this is kind of about as far away as kitchen sink as you can get, I guess. I just love his serious face because he, he he's still somewhat charming, but he looks like he, he looks like he'd have no problem like breaking her arm or slapping her or something. Uh, he'd like, he'd that punch just hint like of danger. Light. I don't want to see violence against women in these films. I really don't. But they they the no. hint of danger really comes with this bond. And when they tried to get Roger to do it in like the man with the golden gun and stuff, it just didn't suit him. No. And, it seemed, and it seemed more brutal because it didn't suit him. <clears throat> It's just it's something very unusual for him to do. Which just seemed here, very, there's yeah. something very casual about this. No, well, even this scene, like where he scratches, where she scratches her, fa- she scratches his face, yeah. Coral's face, and it's still, oh, 
you know, just it, like you see that, that's shocking. He, yeah. he, 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 he just kind of smiles and then he goes, He's like, yeah, it's fine. God for life, but never mind. Go on, let me break her arm. See, Jack Lord ain't doing anything, is he, really? He's just looking cool. Yeah. I like this line. You'll all be sorry, you words. Jack Lord was... That's a great line. Jack Lord was under consideration for Captain Kirk. No, really? Yeah. Oh. Oh, my gosh. That would have gone very differently. Did we make a difference? <laughs> so, do you think had had it had we cast Jack Lord instead of Shatner instead of Shat, would it have been as popular? Shatner as well, it Felix. wasn't popular. It was cancelled after three series, so uh, you know, as Felix, yeah, <laughs> as Felix Leiter. Why Bond? <laughs> we put Shatner in this. I'm from the CIA. <laughs> I'm a uh, right. slicer. Pleased to make your acquaintance. Acquaintance. <laughs> I, I quite like the, the when Family Guy used to show bits from Star Trek. Yeah. He would be bouncing around the <laughs> bridge all over the place and splitting <laughs> his pants and stuff. Just to mirror that sort of staccato mm. thing. It's funny. Let's put some sunglasses on so you don't, you know, get the glare. Yeah. Of the Quick, let's turn them blind. I love the idea that like you could really couldn't see shit. They're just walking into everything. <laughs> I see what you mean about Felix's classes. There, they are a bit kind of Jackie Onassis and a bit kind of they look like they should, you know, they would yeah. belong to his wife or something rather than. Yeah, it didn't look very muscular. <laughs> but whereas the, whereas the, I, I, the I three blind mice there. He's rocking sort of a uh, Isaac Hayes meets Make America Great Again. <laughs> yeah, I like I like the idea that they just like. Wandering around like sort of like pretending like to be blind, and everyone else is kind of like looking at them, going like, oh, "Them three idiots thinking you know, <laughs> pretending to be blind." We all know you can see. Yeah. Yeah, it turns out to be nothing more than you know, trying to get nice parking spaces and stuff. <laughs> Mind you, I don't see many parking spaces yeah. at the supermarket for blind drivers. <laughs> <laughs> that would be odd. Yeah, it would make you think, would it? Like, what? <laughs> yeah, like on the motorway, you know, the M25. This lady is reserved for the blind. <laughs> oh, God. Excuse me. No, no one has smoked a cigarette for at least 45 seconds now. No, come what's on, going come on? Come on, guys. My, my, my chest Which is feeling... Which one smoked uh, the more? It's been clear Sean or Tim? Sean or Tim? Sean smoked more than Tim. He smoked more. Yeah. He drank more. Let's see. <laughs> but Sean rocked more knitted ties. He did. I think that's probably like one cool aspect of uh, Spectre, for example, how he, he, does, he does kind of, Daniel does rock the, the Sean outfit knitted and the knitted tie. tie. You just think, oh, he looks so yeah, cool. Yeah, but that film overdid the costume changes, though. It did, but that was just one. Into the crater. It was it's almost cool. at the stage of like walking from one train carriage to the next and having a different set of clothes on. <laughs> I, I don't mind. There's no problem there. Four different sets of clothes during the fight with Hinks or something. <laughs> as long as he looks good, that's all that matters. But it made me laugh because they were at some station when they got off that train. 
and they've <laughs> need to get off and five different... tiny little case, and they've worn about five different suits each <laughs> since they've been on the train. There is a way that you can pack so lightly; you can, you know, fit a lot in your case if you roll it, if you pack it a certain way. Boy, but I, I haven't learned that trick. No, I can never tell what's model and what isn't there. No, I don't know. It's got to be model at the end. You see that above shot of it blowing. Oh yeah, the, yeah, the end. But that is a model. I'm wondering if that's a model with some forced perspective or something. Mm, don't know. If you did the special effects on Doctor No, what to us? From beyond the grave. <laughs> oh, excuse my squeaky chair, everybody. If you're good at making small things look massive, right? <laughs> <laughs> Yes, yes, Dave really wants to know in there. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> be providing a service. Not not literally, that would be wrong. This reminds me of one of the things where it just takes ages to get wherever as you're going. Oh no. Yeah, it's a long time. <laughs> the spy who loved me after Roger does his theatrical fucking fainting stiff stuff, yeah. but he takes about fucking four weeks <laughs> to walk back to base. <laughs> Like but no, 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 but even when you actually get to base, you have to walk down this corridor, open I know. that door. Yeah. <laughs> you turning up looking a bit tired would have been fine. <laughs> They'd run out of money by the time they did the set, so they threw this together for like about six hundred pounds. And something. it's iconic. Yeah. But well, yeah, Ken, Ken Adams' signature does seem to be that sort of circular grated roof mm. ceiling. Mm. That's all you need. It just fills the room, doesn't it? That's it. Yeah. And, and you look at other films as well, like um, Doctor Strange Love, for example, and it's a similar similar sort of thing, really, isn't yeah. it? So, it's definitely a sort of house style. That's kind of like his, his signature, as it were, or, or that that kind of geometric design. If he put that hat on, he'd look really weird. <laughs> it looks like he should he should be wearing like a hat that isn't straw, like yeah. Panama or something. Yeah. Other than a straw hat, I don't know. <clears throat> I don't know much about hats. You don't know much about hats? No, people don't wear enough. How many should we wear? Enough. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> More. Especially I, I when it is cold. I wonder, does this start the, the trope of, like, unusual death? Oh, probably, yeah. Like, you know, it's like, well, you know, I want, I want you mm, to kill this really... guy. How, how, how am I going to do it well? I'm going to put a spider in his bed. Oh, okay. I'm going to buy him a canister of whipped cream and put a heavy flow rate on it so he chokes. So it'll go bang. They do have some weird ideas. It's like live and let die where they cut his arm and it's like lower them into the water. So I just fucking shoot him. Uh, (laughs) Hopefully it'll have a very easily escapable exotic death. Well, it, it has to be to a degree, but like some films, see what I mean? He's just towering over everyone. Yeah. But not ridiculously so. He doesn't look like a giant or something. He just looks like he's commanding the room. Yeah, he's very imposing and very commanding. Because he has Commander Bond. Yeah. What is she wearing? <laughs> Fab curtains, I think. Hello. Oh, she just looked at his ass. look. Boiler suit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Look him up and down. See those, uh, those kind of onesie type suits? See, they're trending now. Are they? Apparently. <laughs> well, not maybe not in that style, oh. but... What about those towel onesie things? That yeah, then, yeah that he wears. No, that, that, that's the that's where you dry yourself. That's never trendy. Looking fashionable. Yes. <laughs> what was I trying to 
on here. Let's have a look. I've wasted finite hair for that. You can actually see the smudge as well. I know. Yeah, on the on the Blu-ray. <clears throat> they haven't done a very professional job, really, have they? No, you you think you noticed that, wouldn't you? Be like, oh shit. I've left big okay. smudgy fucking fingerprints on that. Oh, he's, he's left powder stuff on there. Oh. Mm. Yeah, don't you think they get out of the hotel, go back to their car or whatever, and just as they get in the car, touch the steering wheel and go, hang on a minute, that's talcum powder. I need to get back in there. <laughs> Very simple sets. That's probably reflecting the lack of money, but it's really effective. It's very 60s, though. That's the sort of Daniel in Tomorrow and Ever Dies pose. Yes. Not Daniel, Tim. Uh, Pierce, sorry. Ross, I was going to say. Ross, yeah. One of the few times he looked like Ian Fleming's James Bond to me. What, we just sat down just drinking? Yep. And then he fucked Superman's girlfriend. (laughs) Oh! This is where I look away. Why? This has never looked <laughs> realistic. I can hear it. So like, I just wonder, like, this is a plan. You can look out for the, gra- the glass plate. Well, particularly as they're not venomous. Like, no, like, but still, it's like, quite scary, though. Like, this, as a plan, like, isn't necessarily that great, because, well, you release a spider in... But who say actually goes anywhere near Bond Ooh. anyway? Yeah, it, could, it just goes straight to the bathroom and he finds it in the bath in the morning. Or, or, like, or, or he finds some corner and just sort of just put it under there. a jam jar. I like the fact it's moving so slowly because it's aware of the whole point of dramatic tension. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's that 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 is a ra- that is a rather trained tarantula. This is where we need Charlie and his spider expertise. Well, I remember oh. to say venomous rather than poisonous, so that's a win. Mm. Oh my god, that's so horrible. That's... Oh. It's just not. What was it in the book? It wasn't a tarantula. It's like a scorpion oh, or something. Yeah. Some other poisonous creature, wasn't it? Yeah. Or a snake. I want to say like a scorpion or a snake. I think it was a scorpion. Or aren't is it centipedes or millipedes? One of those is poisonous. It was one of those. Yeah. Uh, actually, yeah, that might be that might be right. Actually, something like that. But no, I mean, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm interested in insects and animals and all that, but yeah, I'm just not a big fan of spoons. But it's, you know, they are very beautiful. If you're interested in animal sex, write to us at <laughs> expect us to talk at gmail.com. All the time, we've, people haven't emailed us, really. They do, they, they, they were very vociferous about Sally Field getting back. <laughs> they really were. <clears throat> This woman's meant to be like Korean or something. It's, it's a little bit, little bit whitewashed. This film. Hmm. Uh, yeah, you kind of have to go a good probably. Where are we now? Sixty-two. So probably like another decade or so until you can't. You do start to get like representation mm. filtering through, I guess, for you know film and TV. Um. Sean's on himself for a newspaper. No, yes. Uh, no, no spider will get me. I got. No, he's ready with his paper. <laughs> Just walking around with a can of raid. <laughs> Why are you down there, love? <laughs> yeah, what are you there? Quick. 
It'd be a very different film if I'd written it. And strangely, <laughs> you need to write it. And strangely, James Bond would sound exactly like Chris Finch from The Office. <laughs> I've got a feeling really good rap. Those, you'd probably really write those seventies <laughs> window cleaner type film. Yeah. Also, I would take the piss on representation. As well, she'd be played by Bruce Lee. <laughs> Could work. He had lovely bloody tits at the end of Enter the Dragon. Yeah. Oh, come on. Okay. I keep sticking. It's pretty efficient storytelling, actually. It's all very. It does move along, doesn't it? It's all well explained as well. We know we know what's happening. The hardest thing to remember after this film is what uh, Doctor No's pl- plan is actually something to do with rockets. Here's He's Jack Lord to achieve nothing again. That's why. To be oh, a, an authoritative body in for the CIA, basically. Yeah. But don't worry, I'll do all the work. You just sort of sit around. Can you see how yellow his eyes are? Mm. Yeah, <clears throat> doesn't look great. <clears throat> Excuse me, sorry. And nearly 10 years later, Quarrel Junior's about 40. <laughs> so I don't know. <laughs> not, not that junior then. Uh, yeah. Really sorry, he's, he's 65, you know, what's going on? Mm. Yeah, but he doesn't look like he's got a 30-year-old kid, mm. does he? No. Um, what was he called again? John, was it John Kitzmiller? Let's have a look. He definitely, I think yeah, he died. Yeah, that in, sounds about right. I think he died in 66. So lucky man. John Kitzmiller. John Kitzmiller was about 48 during the filming of this. And he died in 65, not 66. So less than three years after this was released. Age 51. And it says of a liver ailment, but I have read elsewhere it was cirrhosis. A drink problem. Looking through it, Zena Marshall. She's no, she's dead as well. Zena Marshall, Miss Tara. And who else? Come on, come on, gamer. Who's dead? Guess who's dead? I'm struggling to find someone who isn't. Ursula Andress <clears throat> isn't. Uh, that could even be it for the main cast. Oh, Margaret was uh, the the photographer. She she's still alive, but then she wasn't very old here. She was only about twenty three, and this was her only screen role. Okay, so she's still alive. What's Trangways is dead. Plot spoiler. Yeah, sorry, I gave it away there, didn't I? 
Oh. Anthony Dawson's been dead for years. He died in 92. Okay. Oh, the projection uh, driving there. Uh, it looks real to me. <laughs> Sean looks concerned, so it's bang on. This is really bad, I've, actually. I've, I've got to try and lose him. Not only does it look really bad, but it's it's the size of the vehicle behind yeah. him in the shot and things like that. It just looks really silly. <laughs> well, try and lose him. This is exactly the Playboys where he just like does yeah. a little sort of left turn, little yeah. right turn, and that's <laughs> it off the off the cliff. <laughs> I think we've lost him, Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> And this blows oh. up out of nowhere. I don't know what made this blow up, but there you go, there you go, there you go. Yeah, because it looks actually fairly soft, sort of sand there just falling off. Yeah, it, it, yeah. They must have let out a grenade. This was, uh, I don't know if this was improvised or what, but this was Sean's idea. I think they were on the way to a funeral. And it was that sort of thing that did start the whole process of putting more humour into the character than the, than is there in the book. Oh, I suppose it's better than just going, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> what mm. happened? Mm. <laughs> Nothing to do with me. See ya. <laughs> well, they crashed, didn't they? Yeah. <laughs> well, that is a sort of toweling sort of dress thing. Funnily enough, so she is drying herself whilst looking fashionable. I do love the way she looks really like surprised to see him because obviously he was going to be killed on the way. By the free flying men. Yeah. Fresh from their parking space at Tesco <laughs> I mean... for the blind. So surprising that she drove off a cliff, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, what happened? They couldn't see shit. <laughs> so primal, this Bond, though. When, Sean, mm. when Roger used to do this, it always looked a bit, I don't know, rapey and smarmy. When Sean does it, it's like, I don't know. It still seems inappropriate, but it kind of works. I, I think it's probably because it seems like he's on the mission. Isn't just... Do you know what I mean? Roger's like, I'm a bit bored now. Best get me dick wet. Whereas he's like, yeah, yeah, he's brutal. again. That would be actual dialogue. Had I written a Roger Moore <laughs> Bond film, I'm a bit bored now. <laughs> Dave, you need to write one. It'd be hilarious. You'd be like, carry on, Bond. For a laugh. I mean, I wouldn't put one in seriously. <laughs> Oh, no, no just, just for comedic effect, but I think yeah, it would be, I it mean, would be hilarious. I mean, you know, you know, you know uh, Barbara and, uh, and and David might uh, actually greenlight it and then get some way to do to, 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 to some weird To rewrite lines. it and make all the lines really crap. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you'd have to stipulate, don't let Ferguson Wade anywhere near it. And Barbara and Michael would be like, oh, Dave, we're saved. What? I'll be there reading the rewritten script and I'll be like, knighted in 14 months, you fucking felons. <laughs> I like this shot with um, Sean in the in the mirror. Yeah. That's pretty cool. And he is totally like, I've had you now, let's go out. Nope. 
it's, it's, it's really quite misogynistic. It's like his way or the highway. Yeah, He's like, forget it, it. Suits him, though. Suits this character. Yeah, definitely. It does kind of suit his interpretation. Just going to phone your boss and say, right. Magenta. Magenta Drive. And the funniest bit, we, we, we didn't comment on it at the time, but when she gives him um, directions, mm. we seem to get all of them, don't we? Oh, yeah, that's true, actually. And then yeah. turn left, and then head over there, and I heard it. Do this, do this, go here. Driving on this road. And then try to avoid some blind drivers, and then that always looks quite funny, him looking at his watch there. Yeah, that's that's quite a cool touch. If it was me, I'd be worrying about my nail varnish getting smudged, you know. James Bond ain't wearing any nail varnish. <laughs> no. Oh, you meant her! Right. Oh, Miss Taro. Hold on a minute. I don't like her spitting that in here. Oh, yeah, give her a nail varnish. Don't like that. <laughs> but do we... Spitting's horrible. Rude, rude lady. Yeah. I mean, it, it, it doesn't seem to work either because it just sort of seems like it just sort of more dribbles out of her mouth. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Along with God knows what else. Should we wearing a visor? <laughs> that would have helped. Splash through her during the critical moments. Ah, this is. Um... Oh, that's our player. That's so cool. Mm. Well, the, the 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 music is um. This is the Diana Coupland version of Underneath the mm. Best known for "Bless This House" with Sid James. That's crazy, isn't it? That is crazy. Yeah. She can't have aged well because I remember being at home years ago like, with my mother, but I don't think I lived there. I might have been visited because it wasn't decades ago. But Diana Coupland turned up in an episode of Casualty. But the first shot you saw of her was a quite a close up on her face, and my mum actually jumped and shrieked. Oh, I thought that that's not that's not a that's not a compliment. No, well, oh, my oh my god! Oh my god, Diana Coupland aged. She was just shocked how much she'd aged. But yeah, she's singing underneath the mango tree here. Yeah. When she comes out of the water, I can't remember if it's Ursula Andrews or Nikki Van Der Zyl. I think it's Nikki Van Der Zyl. It probably might be Van Der Zyl. He's got quite a long pillow there. Yeah, I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Just a little bit. Could I have a six foot long pillow, please? Just in case I need to make me. <laughs> Well, you never know. Miss Sarah might have been pregnant. You don't know these things. She probably wasn't, but... <laughs> Unlikely. She might be now. Yeah, probably is now that she's had a... Continuity look around with Sean. Tie not being visible over the gun, but there you go. Ah. See, it wouldn't be the same now. He'd be playing that on his phone, wouldn't he? He would. <laughs> not very exciting. Sean's so hairy. Oh, my God. Farmville. Farmville? <laughs> is that still a thing? I don't know. Candy Crush? I'm well up to date with my uh, references. Angry Birds. Or who'd be playing Animal Crossing? Uh-huh. Uh-oh. Hello. Hello. Mm-hmm. Hiya. <laughs> Fancy seeing you here. Hello. Hey. Name's Jim. <laughs> Hi, how you doing? Flashing some leg. Anyway, 
Oh, 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 oh. Oh, I think he's being clever. And he shoots James Bond, and that's the end of a 35-minute <laughs> franchise. No, 58-minute franchise. <laughs> It's actually quite brave, this. What? Right. What is? What, the, the idea that you reach in for the gun with an armed agent there. Yeah. The shot in the back was quite controversial, I believe, at the time. Just the blowing on that, like that, was cool. It's very like, um, as I say, I didn't think he was very Fleming-esque most of the time, but on Gold, uh, in Goldeneye when Pierce is on the boat and he dabs his face with a towel, mm. that's very like that. It's a very Connery touch. Just a bit of casualty after some violence. Yes. Yes, it's uh, that that was that's probably like another iconic moment of the series, really. Yeah, definitely. Killer Man in Cold Blood. Um, but yeah, it's a cool line as well. You, you've had your six. Yeah. His voice did change with age because he didn't say you've had your six. <laughs> That did you get worse. Yeah, Roger What? <laughs> smells... That was a great impression. That was great. So it smells it smells like you have. Do it that again, Chris. Because <laughs> it probably does stink of sex in that room. Stinky. Very musky. Fucking hell, I think I'm getting seasick just by watching this. Uh, yeah, the camera is... Well, yeah, the camera's mounted on a boat, I suppose, yeah. so that's shaking as well. Never really noticed before. It's like the man with the golden gun. It's like Dr. No is hardly in it. <clears throat> is he in the book more? I don't remember. I have read the book, but I don't remember. It's fairly faithful, as I recall. I mean, his business is slightly different. The plan's different, but it's got a lot of the same stuff. Mm. More full frontal nudity in the book. Because uh, she comes out of the water naked. Which is, you know, something to do, isn't it? Um, and he's like... It's a guano quarry, like bird shit. Oh, okay. Which is just odd. Um, so th there are differences, but I, I, it wasn't a book I liked very much, if I'm honest. Um, it, it, it's got um, from Russia with love before it, and it's got um, um, Goldfinger after it. And I, I liked both of those. Oh, 
I think from yeah. reading the book, the one the one sequence that stands out to me is when he's crawling through the tunnels or the pipes. That's more brutal in the book. Yeah, that is re- Burn, really brutal. Burning his hands and all that. Although it's probably up there. It's probably up there with the um, carpet beater scene in Casino Royale, unfortunately, yeah. in terms of yeah. the brutality. Um, but for me, reading the novel, that's the, that's the sequence that really stands out for me. Unfortunately, um, I think in the radio drama as well, that kind of obviously they have to chop chop it back. Um, the iconic scene. Yeah, we're trying to sort of turn this around quickly this show. So we're going to do virtually no editing unless something really bad happens that we need to get rid of. So I'm actually sort of preparing the post and stuff now for this because basically we want to finish the show, uh, download it, put it on the site and get it out there. So hopefully it will be within the same calendar day he passed on, but we'll see. No promises, but that's the bit of typing you can hear is sort of me doing bits on that. Chris has already done bits of it. And we just had uh, Assange's introduction. Yeah, which um, I keep saying it, but once I noticed she was holding her stomach in, I can't unsee that. Yeah, I can. It does my my head in because there's absolutely no need because she's not fat. I never noticed that before. Yeah, it's really off putting once you notice it. Yeah, she's tiny. She's got a beautiful figure. Yeah. I think uh, I think Mike uh, Mike Myers rocked that look best though. <laughs> <laughs> I dare say he probably looked better than um, some of the other imitators that we've had previously. Yeah. I kind of think Holly Ryder kind of gets she deserves a lot more credit though. For what? I know she's a bit of a very much like a damsel in distress, but she does try to hold her own against Bond. I mean, she's largely self-taught. You know, she, she might not kind of, you know, she's world wise though. For, you know, for for the most of it, considering she is self-taught and she's travelled around the world um, with her father selling shells and things like that. So I kind of feel that even though she kind of did set very much a mould um, for Bond girls, as they're called, or the jewelry, really, um, but I still think she does try to hold her own against Bond. $50. I, I think there is a childlike quality to, to her, and I don't think that's necessarily a good thing. She oh, no, plays, definitely. She, they're, still, they're still very much like a, yeah, definitely she, she a wide innocence. Like, yeah, she's got like a mental age of 10 or something. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think, isn't it, in the book, it kind of goes into like her upbringing and how basically she's moved around a lot. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of why she learned everything out of encyclopedias. And she's up to M or wherever she's up to. I'm up to M. Which again just reminds me of the episode of Friends where like he only buys one volume so he knows everything about like K but that's it. <laughs> yeah, that's all. <laughs> yeah, she's a, despite you know the sort of rough life that she's had to live, she's tried to try to make it on her own. And yeah, she might be a bit of a screamer, but she just tried to hold her own for sure. A bit of a screamer. <laughs> 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 You know what Sorry. I mean? I don't mean it in that sort of sense. I mean it in sort of like... I mean, yeah, but I meant it in that Somebody like Stacey, for example. Well, make, make something up where, where it's all like her screaming and stuff. Go on. Ah. Well, a bit, yeah, so I meant that as, you know, that's not a really nice way to talk. But <laughs> I meant that as a bit of 
to this guy's <laughs> voice is still projected when he drops the thing in a second. Yeah, he's still he's like, oh, you can stop it's now. Re- it's really badly dubbed. You'll see it in a second. Yeah, it's quite poorly dubbed. Watch this. Oh look. <laughs> Excuse me, it's not very well timed. Yeah. Come on out. Yeah, literally. We, we won't harm you. And to prove that, we'll, fi- we'll fire a machine gun fire. And then politely ask again. And then ask you, <laughs> come out with your hands up. We're back soon with badly dubbed dialogue. It's Crab Key and there's a crab. Yeah, that's it. Thrown in for atmosphere. They probably went to a talent agency to get that crab. Is it the same agency as the Spooder? Yeah. Where did that crab go? Ursula Andress is in the Casino Royale spoof as well. I think she looks better. She is fabulous. Yeah. Looks fabulous. <clears throat> That's just like a supremely silly film. Oh my life. It's a mess. It has such a great cast. It's a mess. It is a mess. Very it's, random. It's, it's crazy. But it's a great cast. cast is amazing. And like, yeah, they might have bonded alumni. Amazing. But ridiculous and awful. I like the fact that Bond is effectively wearing jorts. <laughs> He's effectively wearing double denim. Yeah, but you've done that before, Chris. No, no. There you are. I remember. Do you? Yeah. Recorded... Doesn't he do that in um, There's in recorded the evidence again. of us discussing it. Oh, that was him. that was that was single denim, but but well, yeah, not... I know he wears the dungarees, but there there is one film he wears double denim, and it's not this one. I don't know. I'll I'll look back through that one. If you're a double denim historian, write to us at <laughs> com. Yeah, this this outfit does not suit James Bond as we know no. him. But Actually, he... it might be Rog. I might be so Roger does that. Hey, he was normally so fashionable in everything else. <laughs> There's only no costumes that you know. Poor Roger, he wore some right dodgy shit. But he wore it with such casualty though. He does. And we've just heard he said Chiswick Roundabout. <laughs> oh. I I love I love here I love the story, the fact that um um, Roger Moore's dad like watched that show but because he was like didn't quite understand didn't quite understand it, it was like a parody he thought it was real and he had, he, a, go at, he had a go at Roger for like not turning know, up so disorganised and not turning up because all you hear is him go hello Alan <laughs> and it's over like a poor quality like phone connection yeah. so it could be Roger Moore it isn't obviously but it could be it sounds enough like mm-hmm. him and especially when you're like a, an old man who probably doesn't quite understand what what they're watching. Hello, Alan. 
Oh, I don't want to say. Oh, oh my god, Roger Moore! <laughs> so excitable, it's funny. <laughs> oh, those are wild geese from the film of the wild geese. Huge Roger Moore fan, the <laughs> Alan Partridge character. Oh, this is action-packed, isn't it? Come on. Phew. Almost got caught there. Yeah. Didn't it occur to them there's a load of like, bamboo cane sticking up out of the water or whatever it is? <laughs> Still, at least, uh, at least mm. they're wearing nice camouflaged outfits that don't sort of show up. <laughs> yes. <laughs> they don't stand out at all. See, why is this guy on, on his own? Is he lost? I've no idea. And as much as I like the sort of more languid pace of this, this is taking a long time to play out, considering what's mm. going to happen here. That could have been done at a third of the time. He's just sleeping. That's a fair point. Someone has just pointed out Sean Connery drank from the Holy Grail. If he'd stayed on that site, he'd still be all right. Yeah, you could say he chose... Poorly. Poorly. Yeah, if you just let sure. Indy... You know, take... I've done it again, I've done it again. I nearly said it out loud. You can see her nipples there. <laughs> Sorry, that's a repeating trope with me. You can see Sean's nipples. And, so you can and, see his, though. Quarrels. quarrels. You can see nipples, a... just not hers. <laughs> quarrels in a colder part of the set <laughs> than the other two. <laughs> yeah, but Sean's so hairy, so... He is very hairy. Or he was. He's quite hairy in this one. As I say, it's the first half of this film I love, really. Mm. More than all this, this is all a bit too languid for me. Yeah, just, this little section here does take a while. And when she's talking about her past, it, it is like so many of the Bond girls that I just go, I don't care. I, I know you, what you're trying to do. Even as late as somebody like Camille. Character, like, character. See, see, see what you're trying to do, but I don't care. This is a James Bond story, not a random woman he shagging story. <laughs> it's a wicker world. If you've randomly shagged a bomb, go write to us and expect us to talk at gmail.com. That'd be amazing if you've got some story you'd like to tell us. Oh, that'd be amazing, wouldn't it? If like, and, and it was someone we weren't expecting, you know, someone we followed for years and it turns out they've done like Carol Bouquet or something. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed a, a just with Carol Bouquet. 
Oh, that's tea. There we go. And it was somewhere along those lines. Well, I won't tell you who it was, but I can tell you I bought her an ice cream afterwards. <laughs> <laughs> a gentleman never tells. <laughs> no. Ice cream, and then we went and watched the. <laughs> Top secret. Then we went and watched cross country skiing. <laughs> watched in inverted commas. And that and that story when I had Judy Dench. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. You could say I had a gold finger that day. <laughs> oh. oh. She called me a sexist misogynist dinosaur, so I bent her over the desk and gave her what for. <laughs> Then I had her make me a cup of tea. She won't call me, she won't call me sexist again anytime soon. Nope. I was saying that still scene just there. I quite like Bond's reaction because I think before he was a little bit, you know, Connery played it as a bit bored, you know, what happened next, what happened next. And then when she tells him about the, the Black Widow, he's kind of like, oh. Suddenly this got interesting. You should have led off with that. Mm. Don't mess with this chick. But he does anyway. Quarrel looking very serious. Serious face. We're right at the point where he as well. Mm. Well, yeah, he's right to be. He's about to die. He does look very poorly, though. Quite horribly. They think that's a dragon. Hmm. And, uh, yeah, that's what I mean. Her mental age is so, like, young. I'm not just a big tank. No. Well, if you'd not seen one of those before, you... Well, you know, you'd think you, it was a dragon. You would know. Course, you yes. would know it's a tank, but you, you know, it, it's some kind of vehicle, isn't it? It's not a dragon. The fact that it scares them isn't the problem. It's the fact that they bought straight straight into this bizarre myth. Yeah. Then if you read, um, I need to look it up. I think it's like Golden Typewriter or something. It kind of goes into um, the history of Ian Fleming in, in Jamaica, mm. um, and it's all about kind of like the local, like local laws and legends. Yeah. Um, again, kind of based on like. You know, myths and, and very much like supernatural things like that. I think that's kind of where it all comes from, really. But yeah, obviously, you know, that's not a dragon. <laughs> and we're about to get a barbecued quarrel. Ooh, quite terrifying. If the actor had drank less, it wouldn't, he wouldn't have been as flammable. No. <laughs> Bless him. Yeah, I do. I, I'm. That is a joke, obviously, Shit. and I'm joking about someone actually that's dying. Really, but you, it, it, you see, it is you see the body? Oh my God. You do, that's it. Again, it's fairly hardcore for its time. Yeah. I am Darth Vader from the planet Vulcan. <laughs> Vulcan. <laughs> that's what it just reminds me of. <laughs> I watched Back to the Future a couple of weeks ago. You must take. <laughs> <laughs> see, they, they did it right. They saw COVID many years before it happened. Yeah, we are recording this on the day that Sean Connery died, which is also the day England got put back into a second lockdown. Lockdown part two. I'll let you We're trying to find it. out what the rules are around support bubbles and things like that since it happened. Because I don't, I don't live with the person I'm seeing, so. <laughs> You can form a support bubble so we, we can see each other and that's it. Outside of work or whatever. 
But I can, I can go and work. Well, I, I think you probably can between now and Thursday when it comes into effect. Yeah. No, no, we'll still be seeing each other, but that, it just means that like I can't see other people. And I don't mean see in that sense. I don't just mean I was shocked. No, but then if there are two single <laughs> that's households... Not, that's not what I meant. Um, can you, though? You know, if you've got two single households, can you, though? Yes. So I gave the example of like my gran and my auntie who are two single households and they've yeah, effectively beca- become a bubble. Yeah, exactly, you can. I mean, yeah, it must be an awful year if you're the person who shags around. Yeah, this is it. <laughs> the other thing is, the first thing I read was, it's alright for childcare, so I thought, I'm, I'm, run- I'm cutting it fine to get her pregnant. <laughs> I've, got, move fast. I've got till Thursday. <laughs> I was going to say, yeah, you've got a few days, get on it. <laughs> get on it, really. <laughs> That's the phrase you're going with. No, it's not. Oh, it's Anthony Chin. Anthony Chin? I found it in. Come. I think it's Anthony Chin. Might not be Anthony Chin. Did he become Anthony Double Chin as he got older? <laughs> no, he didn't. Yeah, it's the half Owlet Income guy from Due to Account. Oh, okay. Take off all their clothes. Mm. Where's Patrick Stewart? <laughs> Patrick Stewart wrote this. <laughs> For instance, I'm walking along in Crab King. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I'd like to see them naked. I always, think, I always think Austin Powers when it wouldn't at this bit. <laughs> it stops for a pee yeah. and goes on forever. <laughs> they should be picking up their sort of uh, Swedish love, love punch book. <laughs> 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 this thing is my back, baby. Austin Powers coming soon. Not like that. Oh, maybe he's uncredited. No, we are commentating on the Austin Powers films in the next few months. Groovy, baby, yeah. Right. Yeah, it should be fun. Everyone who works in non-essential shops is what you have to do these days. What do you have to do these days? Go <laughs> and have your temperature shake at the time. All right. <laughs> This is I've kind been... of what I imagined. I was like, "Oh no!" Uh, well, so... I've been to I've been to a couple of restaurants where they do it. Yeah, so... some places are doing. Wait, you do that, and then you scan. You do the test and trace, um, and you yeah, shake it all around, um, and you scan the QR code. Test and trace been a complete waste of fucking time, but yeah, it's a nightmare. No, I do it. I do it because we're supposed to do it, but the the, the success rate on it's been appalling. I think this is the way uh, Sean got the inspiration for his uh, onesie. I think so. He just thought, uh, well, yeah, he probably thought that was so comfortable if I could just accessorise <laughs> it with a nice belt. <laughs> First commentary we ever oh. did, Goldfinger. Oh, it's going to yeah. be bizarre because this is a tribute to him, but obviously a bit like with Roger, we've got commentaries to go and we're going to be commentating on him in the future. You know, and he's not there Oh. Well, I think I think it is just Thunderball now. Well, that, that's going to be a really good one, isn't it? So I kind of thought, well, this is you know, it's it's a way that we can still like honour the memory of of Sean. Yeah. Wouldn't it be fair if we just left Diamonds Are Forever to do, and then it's like, 
Sean Connery's died. Let's celebrate with the most half-assed, overweight performance he ever did. Mm. Now, the guy cares at this point, and he's doing really good work. It was Anthony Chen. Uh-huh. I was right. See, I would love to see, effectively, like a video game continuity for James Bond as well, but completely separate. Oh, chance of you finding. Well, they talk about making the films period. I would never ever do that. I think the book should be in the Fleming period, and then like have a film continuity that's set in like the sixties or something. I'd love to see that. You know, you've just got like a different continuity with a sort of more generic Bond look, like 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 the literary Bond or mm. something. I mean, just you know, more Bond would be nice. Well, that would be a start, wouldn't it? To be fair, it's not like they haven't got a Bond film ready to go. Yeah. Um, no word on a book or anything yet, though. Another book or anything like that. Because I think I think they'll go with um, Horowitz again, and he said that he's done mid-career and early career, so he'd like to do something later. Yeah, I think he so is. I read I, somewhere that he's going to do another one. Yeah, but he'll do it right at the end of the Fleming continuity. Yeah. Yeah, he's covered all the bases. Oh dear. Now I go. Coffee goes right through me. Oh, <laughs> but it's a diuretic, you know. <laughs> oh dear. Damn. Nice silver service as well. <clears throat> well, this sets the sort of guest friendship thing we get through mm. the course of the um, series. This is a really creepy scene. It is. I don't, he sort of comes in to have a little look at him, and that's about it. That's a bit weird. Yeah. It's very odd. It's just very strange. It's, someone's like put him in bed as well, unless he's already woken up. No. Yeah, that's a bit weird, isn't it? It's probably the nurses, perhaps. It's so weird. Oh my gosh. You got contrast with like the white suit and, and the black hands as well. This looks otherworldly. Just, it does make you wonder what was the point. It just kind of, it kind of sets you up, really, doesn't it? So it's no, like, Doctor No characters. It's very mysterious. You don't know anything about him. Yeah. But what was Doctor No's point of like drugging them? That's it. I don't know. Blow five gun. This is what I want you to do. Keep the doctor waiting. Oh. Well, I just dealt my buttons. Hold on. <laughs> That's a cute outfit. Yeah, he dresses them well, doesn't he? He does look after his guests. I think that's the best she looks in the whole film. Yeah, definitely. 
by quite a distance. I think Sean's best looks are probably like in the suit at the start of the film and then here. I mean, what she wore coming onto the beach actually looked way better on Heather Graham. Oh. <laughs> I said that for a long time. I think she's still tucking it. Maybe after dinner. I feel like there could have been some dialogue here or something. Well, yeah, but... Uh, yeah, I don't know. What are you going to do? What are you gonna do? Going down? Feel the retention. We'll be going down together or something like that. A cheesy line of dialogue. I watched Die another day about three weeks ago. Oh. It, <laughs> it was going down a... together. It was not a good viewing. I just wanted them to shut up the whole time. Oh it was just like, oh, stop. This isn't no. working. You know it's not working. No, cringe. What's the worst line in that film, in your opinion? <clears throat> Oh, there's so many, because none of the lines work. I hate they feast. That's awful. Um, I think I got the thrust of it. I, I hate it. I just uh, almost everything they say. That, that line's meant to be a little bit ironic, though. It, just the way she says it, I think it was the thrust of it. You know? She actually, to be fair, I'm not fond of her in that film, but she did almost save it with her delivery. Mm, she delivered it in the right way. It's, yeah. It's a very on those lines but it's I think the way just, she delivers it is meant just, to be like that though. it's just bad none of it works there's Bond films I like less um, there's Bond films I struggle with more but it was a really really poor viewing I really mm. really struggled with it couldn't wait for it to finish And you, it was just one of those films that would I mean the visuals are terrible as well but I almost mm. feel like it would have been better with the sound off because it was just like every time they open their mouths they're just oh mm. come on stop this isn't working Please come up dinner while I creep you out. Yeah. So, like, this is like the home. Oh, look, and there's that of... painting that's been stolen. <clears throat> this is one of the hallmarks of, like, the spy genre of um, being treated as a, an elegant guest in. in yeah, it's, it's another spy movie trope. It, it, it comes from epic form. If you go back to like Homer and the Iliad and the Odyssey and mm. stuff like that, guest friendship was a thing of in epic form. Yeah, yeah, it's got it's got history. Yeah, where even if you're even with if you're with your enemies, you owe them a certain degree of of that. Yeah. Mm. See, not just entertaining; we are educational. Yeah, you did well to sort of lock into the one thing I know anything about. No, there's many years of knowledge to be gained.
No bomb bluffing. Yes, I've sent them everything, so uh, your plans are scuppered. <laughs> you might as well not bother now, come Quite interesting looking man though, isn't he? Joseph Wiseman. I don't know what they've done to his eyes, because again, I think he's meant to be playing Far East Asian. Mm. So they've done something to the edge of his eyes to try. You couldn't do this now. I've got no problem with it. It's a 1962 film, but you couldn't do that now. Because it, be, it would be considered whitewashing. Now, I haven't read the book, mm. but he's, he's meant to be kind of a, a, a bit confused look looking do you know what I mean like you, you can't yeah. pin anything on him do you know what I mean you, you, it's, it's, it's not like, you, even you know, even though if he's you know if, if he's not kind of like a Asian character for example say like say he isn't for example he still kind of looks yeah it, it's it's quite that it's only because you know that background if you do know the books and stuff like that it's not Mickey Rooney in Breakfast at Tiffany's you know what I mean no it's, oh gosh it's, it's okay that's awful But he's, you know, he's they they meant they do sort of have a kind of otherness about them, even though oh, it's like Zorin or somebody, or he's no Goldfinger. That's it. He's, he's supposedly British, but obviously isn't. Um, <laughs> oh, that's just that's a trope, isn't it? So they're meant to have something sort of otherness about them. So mm. I love a silk shirt. It, it is. I mean, it from what it does for the the series and building on this and you can see elements of that set later in sort of um stromberg and things like that so mm. i mean it's it's very important for where the series is going and this set kind of interests me and all the rest of it particularly as you know they made it on no money so that's just magnified that's just amazing isn't it? That, that, you look at the fish behind him that's like odd but the fact is um this is really elaborate furniture like, not, really you know not the fact is my opinion is this is the least interesting bit of the film yeah, it just sets up the whole scene, you know, for the whole series as well. Yeah. And especially all the rumours about, like, No Time to Die and, like, how they may be sort of shades of Doctor No kind of weaved in. So um, whether or not they may be true, we don't know. Don't know until the film's actually released. Um, but I'd just be keen to see, you know, if those rumours are true or if there's any element of, of that at all in, in the new film. So. thing is, because you've got investor confidence in that to, to watch out cool. for, they always have to have a kind of, I think they always sort of have to have a release date whether they think they're going to hit it or not. Bond is not coming out in April 2021. No, they'll save it for the the following year. I don't know, but it's not coming out in April. No, I'll be very surprised. That's kind of one of those sort of main debates. Will they, will, will they, won't they, or will they stream it? Will they, oh, won't they? Oh, we can answer it now. They won't. It's as simple as no. that. No. <laughs> Streaming, I, can, I was taken aback when I heard they'd been looking into it, but I think it was just exploratory by one of the parties, just MGM. Yeah, because the the problem is the the, the studios uh, the distributors don't have their own uh, streaming services. If you no, were, they don't have their own would, platform, do they? I don't think. Yeah, if you were distributing through Paramount, you could do something there because they've got like CBS All Access, which is about to be changed to Paramount Plus or something. Mm. If Disney were doing it, you got Disney Plus. You know what I mean? 
I can't see. I wonder, are they going to buy it out and then have it on Disney Plus? I can't see that. Well, maybe happening. that's possible. Maybe that is possible. They say, well, you know, money would talk, I'm sure, but. Um, They'd have to at least they, consider it. But I don't know. They were talking huge amounts of money. Um, they were talking huge amounts of money, and it, it took me aback. The only thing that gave me pause was the source for it was Drew McQueenie. And Drew McQueenie oh. is a decent source. He just is. Mm. Yeah, he's quite respectable, quite trustworthy. Yeah, there would have been talks about it. Yeah. Definitely. But I can't see acting because it's you know, for them to make money, to make their money back, they, they have to have a theatrical. Well, I mean, you can you can defray all the risk by basically <clears throat> saying buy it for you know more than our take would have been at the box office, mm. and if you're Netflix or Apple, uh, particularly Apple, I would say because they're still trying to grow their sort of TV service, you know, you it would not only bring in a lot of new subscribers, but new subscribers you then can sell other things to and stuff like that. So that was the logic behind it. It did surprise me though because Universal have a contract and Annapurna have a contract and they're not, it's not in their interests as a company that want a long-term relationship with a series that is as safe as houses, really. I mean, we worry about Bond occasionally, but it's been there nearly 60 years. So there's nothing to say it won't be there in you know, 15, 20 years from now. And if that's the case, why would they give up their one shot? If they had like a three or four film deal, like a Sony, maybe, maybe you could do something where they say, look, it's a four film deal. We'll increase your points on the next three or the next two. You'll get a bit more of the profit, but we're sinking. We've got to put this one streaming. Mm. And because none of those things apply, I, I'm not an insider. I don't work for Eon. I don't work for MGM. So when I say, I, because I now know talks have taken place, I'm now saying it with less confidence than I said it a few weeks ago. Because I said bullishly a few weeks ago, they won't because they can't well presumably if they've been holding talks there must be ways you can make it happen but it's not easy there's nothing about the arrangements the way eon have their films distributed the way we know contracts are for no time to die and all of those sorts of things and the fact that we're at, we're at the end of a cycle with a bond uh, none of those things lend themselves to we'll send it to, to netflix it doesn't work like that i don't think but I've been given pause for thought because a far, far more connected person than me has said they talks took took place. So I'm like, okay. But I suspect they were strictly exploratory. Mm. Well, definitely. But I can't. I can't see it happening. I can't. Can't see it going streaming. No, it's like putting not, bond. Not, it's it's only unless when things get really really desperate. Like there's no there's no site for theatrical release. East, yeah, and five five cinema chains go bust, and yeah, yeah, yeah. It's only when like when things get like all right. Yeah, at the cause... moment we're still hoping a vaccine will end this fucking nightmare. You know, or at least alleviate it dramatically, and so we'll see. But I. I just don't. I don't see it either. I really don't. No, see they're it. saying that the vaccine might not work, or might not be as as potent. Well, I, it, no. I mean, it stands to reason that it's going to be a first generation vaccine. Yeah. So they 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 are going to improve over time. Um, the first thing will be, can it stop 
the the disease killing people. You know, <laughs> if if that that's a win, that's going to be the big win, isn't it? Ooh. Yeah, I, I think it's we're a long way from it. Will stop you catching it. But you know, we'll see. Not an expert on any of those things, but no, there's we'll see how no it goes. way in my mind that putting Bond to streaming is a bit like putting Bond back in the '60s. Once you do it, it's quite difficult to undo. Mm. You know, once it becomes a streaming property, this this gold standard of cinema release becomes harder to like argue each time. Bit like if you put Bond back in the '60s, as much as I I love it because I've got a lot of nostalgia for the '60s films and I love the '60s films. Basically, Bond becomes a tribute act. It's got nothing new to say. It's it, it's like it's like Skyfall's reveal of the DB5, like feature length every time. Mm-hmm. Like, r- r- look at this. Remember this? You know, this is this doesn't this evoke something you used to love? Um, films. The film becomes. And, suddenly... and you know they're just going to sort of do Goldfinger again exactly. and things like that. You're going to be but like, all right. They become even more expensive because everything is pre- period detail. Mm. And I just think it's a lovely idea, which is why I think do that as the video games. You know what I mean? You know, yeah. have, have books set in the 50s, video games set in the <clears throat> 60s, the films in present day. For me. If they made a 60s Bond film, if you said to me there's a 60s style Bond film coming out next month, well, you know, forget COVID for a minute, I think I'd be quite excited by it. You can do an animated series. Yeah. I mean, I take a step back and I think, if I think about it, it's a really bad idea. Emotionally, my reaction is, yes, please. And then I think about it for a minute and think, it's the worst thing the series could ever do. I think the problem is, if you did an animated series, it would just look like Archer. Yeah. Although I would love a Bond series in that style. Not not that humour, necessarily, because it wouldn't suit that property, but... I mean, Archer is very, very Bond-influenced. Worth a look if you've not seen it. Archer's fantastic. I can't recommend it highly enough. It goes, the last few seasons just go wildly diverted from, from the spy, the 60s spy genre, but it plays around with that kind of genre anyway. Um, like the first series and where it is now. Two very different beasts. Yeah, I mean, I've, not, I've actually seen it a little bit. Solid I've, all the I've, way through. There's a lot of it, and I haven't had time to go through a lot of it's it. It's got 10 series now, on Netflix. What I've watched, I've really enjoyed. It's fantastic, and the voice talent is is on the ball all the way through, and they have some great um, celebrity cameos as well. Um, and just, yeah, it's just very very dry, very dry humour, very referential, like, especially somebody like yourself, Dave, is very into, into the pop culture. Um, and it's something that's kind of it's fed back into pop culture as well, so... <clears throat> Yeah, big fan of Archer for sure. Anyway, Bond's about to have a fight with um, have a fight uh, with someone while wearing condom esque suits. <laughs> yeah, they do look a bit like that. What fucking condoms do you buy? <laughs> <laughs> See through ones. What you got like a little fucking viewing window for your fucking like <laughs> bell end? <laughs> I was looking at Chang. Oh my god, get on with it, Chang. Right. Right, radiation level goes up to very high. Oh, I'm going to sneeze. And that suit makes you look fatter than you really are. 
does my bum look big in this? <laughs> Sorry, excuse me. It does, because it's just like... Yeah, it does, unfortunately. Well, he's, he's actually inflated, the one doing the yeah. thing. I mean, it's alright if you are fat, because you can just use that as an excuse. It's the suit. Yeah. Actually, Michelin, man. You're suddenly coming through really loud, Becca. Oh, sorry, I sneezed a bit. I think I might have turned my thing up as well. Excuse yeah. me. That's all right. Is that any better? I don't know. Say it again. We'll figure it out. Very specific signage they've got up there. One ready with abandoned <laughs> area. There's not one up there that says there's, everything's good. There's correct. a speaker with missile tracking on. Yeah. That's definitely a model. Look at the little boat look. That Yeah, that is model work. Oh, that's very, that's like Derek Meddings style. Yeah. Probably not Derek Meddings, but... Still a marvel on the money they had. So I have really no complaints at all. It holds up, considering the, the time. It does hold up. Danger level. Danger level goes up to 50. There's a question about that on the JPR quiz. Oh my gosh. There's a sort of detail that you have to pay attention to. But I mean, I've seen the film for years and I couldn't have told you off the top of my no, head. No, this is I've never, it, exactly. I've never looked because it's not really that relevant when you're watching exactly. the film. It's a, level, it's a level that's rising. That's all you need to know. Yeah. If it said 300, you wouldn't know any different, would you? It would just say it's just, a, it. it's just a range. I think because it's sort of they covered most most things. So they, when they were writing that, they sort of tried to cater to, to be fair, a they, casual fan yeah. expert. But it's like it's trying to find something else, isn't it? It's... They've been going for years, and you know, you, you they they do the big sort of quiz every new every boxing every, day, usually stuff, every like year, that. isn't it? Like boxing, boxing day, or something. Day, isn't it? And and the quiz is really good. But by the time you do like hundred questions every year or something, yeah, you are going to start getting to sort of deep cut detail. Well, this is it. I think they've, they've covered all the bases now, so they're starting thinking, right, <laughs> they've done the Tommy trivia, they've done the Trivial Pursuit. But it's good fun, though. Ha- having a fight on a slowly... A yeah, slow, slow dipping mechanism, here we are. <laughs> having a fight by a spa. <laughs> Damn, his hands is... There's no grip. Damn, now he's just got to, like, enjoy the hot tub. <laughs> Feel, I, I feel there's a, a line, like a pun line missing here. Yeah, I don't know what it would be though. That was too hot for comfort? I don't know. Too hot to handle? <laughs> yeah. Which probably would have been the original title. Bubble, I'm just thinking of trading places. Bubbles! When I was a kid, <laughs> if you wanted bubbles, we bubbles had to fight the tub. <laughs> That bit of Austin Powers where he, he turns out like five different zingers, I just think. But yeah, so that, I agree, Chris, that, that scene needed some kind of line, didn't it, I think. It's got a bit flat now, like if there's a 
the villain dies or there's some explosive scene and there isn't a quip you just feel like oh. well, as I say I rank Doctor No very high but I rank it for like the high for about its first 45 minutes I, I feel about it the same way I feel about The Spy Who Loved Me in some ways I just prefer it to The Spy Who Loved Me and I just think first three quarter of an hour is gold the rest mm. of it is influential but actually mm-hmm. relatively pedestrian I mean, I still love it. It's shaped everything that came afterwards. It's still got a lovely design to it. Connery's great. He's going to fill out a little bit more by the time we get to Goldfinger without looking overweight. Just looks a little bulky, a bit more muscular or something. I'm not quite sure what it is, but he definitely looks a bit more filled out by the sort of third entry. But he just looks perfect here. He just looks, I mean, not so much what he's wearing now, but just wandering in late from the casino and all that kind of stuff I really liked. As I say, I, can't, I have no idea what's miniature and what isn't here. Obviously, that's not a miniature because they're running right beside it. But I don't know what they could do with forced perspective and stuff like that in this era. I suspect that's real and they make miniatures based off it. I really don't know. But then it looks like a very real industrial thing. So It does. It's, uh, it's the interesting thing with Sean, Sean Connery is... Um, how mixed opinions were on him in that Mm. there are directors out there who said he was tough to work with. I've seen interviews where I thought his attitude was all wrong. Um, But we're looking at Ursula Andress here. They were lifelong friends afterwards, close lifelong friends afterwards. And you said what a gentleman he was, how great he was to work with. He's been known to look after people. He's been known to help people out financially. I think it's just one of those things, like whether he got on with it or not. I think from the stories I've heard from, like from people, he just seems to be someone who just doesn't take any fucking bullshit. Yeah, and is like his own boss. And once he doesn't like you, he doesn't like you. But if he does like you, very very he's... loyal friend. Michael Caine's a close friend, and he's always, always on time Roger. as well. He's very punctual. Yeah. And you told me the yeah, story I'm about him. Uh, tribute. Yeah, and you and you you um. You told me the story about him helping Michael Bay out when he really didn't yeah. have to. So yeah, he yeah. just, just sort of like sort of came just came in when I'm eating, didn't he? When, you know, for the heck of it, he's yeah. like, oh, because he, oh, I know, I know how these studios work. <laughs> so he just walks in, he's like, fucking yeah. Sean Connery. He didn't mind. He, he, he cared little enough about what people thought that he was quite happy to put people's backs up if he felt mm. justified whereas like couldn't imagine that with Roger Moore yeah just different characters so I've never meant to badmouth him because an awful lot of things about everybody is perception the the limited bits you see of them in the press things they said mm. that may not reflect their whole opinion or may be taken out of context you've got to remember we talk about him and his attitudes to women and stuff he was married happily for 45 mm. years so I, I don't want to say too much on that. But as for his Bond, what a template he set. And he's still James Bond to a lot of people. When people, you know, if someone does an impression of James Bond as opposed to one of the actors, they do Sean Connery. Yeah. Well, that's, that's very true. Mm. Um, I mean, you might have a slight tendency to go to go for Roger Moore if you're not saying the line. Yeah. If, um but, yeah, he will always be Bond. Yeah, he will always be the best Bond. Yeah, don't make him your favourite necessarily, but he's James Bond. And I will die on the hill that he's, he's closer than Dalton is to Fleming. 
He is. I'm sorry. Mm. But then that might be because he's doing the actual stories. Um, there are elements of Dalton. The world weariness of Dalton and the slight... Yeah, there's the world weariness of Dalton and, of course, the piercing blue eyes and stuff. That mm. That's very literary Bond. There, there's elements of it that's similar. But the sort of casual coldness of the guy is, is much more essayed in Connery than it is... You've only got to watch him round Cara, Dalton and stuff, and he, he's mm. he's almost too nice to be the literary one. Yeah, he's too he's too caring. Yeah. Well, there you go. That's it, folks. <clears throat> um, we're going to sign off relatively quickly. That was our tribute to um, Sir Sean Connery, who died today at the age of ninety. So you will probably see that. Uh, well, it's going to go out tonight. It, this will be up before I go to bed tonight. Uh, on your iTunes feeds and so on and um, I'll, I'll either do a cut a trailer quickly or I'll do one afterwards for the sake of completeness but it's all a bit rushed because we don't want to do any editing tonight we just want to put something out hit the date and not interrupt our ordinary schedule because we're, we're recording we're going back to our main series on Wednesday um, so my last words on the subject are just um, he will be missed uh, he's not been active for a certain number of years but we've lost uh We've lost another Hollywood great, and uh, these people are in finite supply. I would agree. Yeah, we lost a titan of cinema, not just in Bond, but in you know the, in film, in film itself, really. As we talked earlier, sort of cast a cast a very long shadow um, and created many iconic roles outside of Bond. So yeah, he'll be much missed. Ah, titan of cinema, I like that, Becca. Um, yeah, no, I mean clearly the man's a legend. He's um, a, a, a definitive movie star. Uh, you just, just got a look of his work in Beyond Bond to, to even see that and, the, and the opening, his first introduction scene is just pure just magic it, you know it, it just is you just you know as soon as he says says that line that's a star making um, scene right there so um, yeah um, hats off hats off to Sean because um, he, he will be missed that's definitely can I play infinite rounds of golf okay. at his leisure Rather than our usual shilling, all our personal sort of stuff and where to find us and everything, I think we'll leave it at that. Rest in peace, Sean.